It's a common phrase in sales to say that the riches are in the niches. But what if I told you that the same can be said about marketing? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blake Brimley, covering how your favorite things and people get from point A to point B because everything is logistics. In this episode, I'm going to break down some recent studies that will help you not only reach your customers and your target audience on the platforms that they're already hanging out, but also how to use their own verbiage to earn their trust and keep their attention in 2022 and beyond. Hope you all enjoy ahead and get into that first topic because that's sort of the question that everybody wants to know is how do I get attention for my brand, for my business, for my own personal side hustle projects? That's what is is one of those bigger questions that we continuously ask ourselves, but then we will try some things and then we'll get frustrated. And then when it doesn't work out, we just say, oh, marketing doesn't work. We're not going to continue trying. But I'm going to give you some tips in this first segment in order to establish your brand and and get that rolling in the near in the new year and in the near future because at its core i believe that marketing is about listening first and solving problems second so as you build out your 2022 plan for getting attention let's remember some of the key aspects and so first that i want to mention is that you should plan start by listening but you should be planning 6 to 10 interviews with your current customers then do the exact same thing for your prospects by sitting in on sales or demo calls. This will give you the ammunition that you need for the rest of the steps in this process, as well as ideas for your website copy, your email copy, your sales outreach, any kind of campaigns, advertising, social media posts. That's really where everything starts is by having those conversations with your current customers and also listening in on sales conversations with potential prospects because they are the ones that are bringing in the questions that you can be creating your copy and your content around. Because as you have those conversations, that next step that you want to take is you should be building on in two different ways on a platform that you own, like your website, podcast, RSS feed, and then also your email list, and then on rented land, which is social media, you don't control. So your social media could get cut off at any time. And so that's why I preach the power of picking one social media account and then picking one property that you own in order to take the messaging that you're taking from your customers and from your prospects and highlighting it there. So the platforms that... So probably the next step you're asking is besides my website, besides my email list, besides maybe starting a podcast, what are the platforms that I should be focusing on? And the reason I say this next thing is because you only have so much time in the day. And there's so many social media platforms out there, which is why I suggest starting with one social media platform. And the reason I'm picking the next two is because you have the chance for the most organic growth. And that's LinkedIn and that's TikTok. These two platforms are still relative... No, LinkedIn isn't relatively new, but since Microsoft bought them, they act as if they're an entirely new platform. There's an entire you know sort of ecosystem, especially in logistics and freight, where there are a lot of industry t- veterans that are highly active on that platform. And also on TikTok, you have the chance to go viral so much more than you do on any other platform. So that's why I suggest picking one or two of those different platforms in order to focus your energy on. So when you start off by listening first, 
to your customers and to your prospects, then you take that same sort of thought process and you apply it to social media. Now, when you're on social media, I don't suggest just starting right off the bat and just starting to publish anything that you can think of. What you want to do is you want to find some key people within the industry that are already on the platform. What happens is that a lot of people will go to LinkedIn and they will use the tool InMail and they will just use that to find different people on the platform that are just go by a job title. And when you go just by a job title, instead of seeing if they're actually active on the platform, then what you're doing is you're targeting folks that may only check the platform once a month, once every few months. You're not going after the people who are actively publishing, actively engaging. And so that's why I would suggest to start by listening first and then following folks that are already active on the platform. So focusing there first, engaging with their content, commenting, liking, sharing, offering your perspective, offering your insight, because then you can see what's working and what isn't. You can then check to see who's liking those posts. Should I connect with those folks as well? Because if they're active on the platform, then that's how you want to build your that's how you want to build your profile on that particular channel, whether it's TikTok or whether it's LinkedIn, then you can start to build from folks who are active on the platform, not just folks who have a job title or who have a specific keyword in their bio or any of the any of those other kind of search metrics that are on different social media profiles. So then that way you're engaging with people who are already on the platform. And you want to pay attention to what's working for them. Is there a particular post that's getting a ton of engagement, that's getting a ton of questions? Um, what kind of content do they post? Is it an image post? Is it a text post? Is it a video post? Is it a, a link to a third party? source. All of those things you could be studying to do your own market research. This will not only give you a good expectation of folks who are active on the platform, but obviously the ones who are fit the job description of the folks that you're trying to go after and who are active on the platform, not just as somebody who just has an account for the sake of having an account. Now, the next step is after you've done all of your active listening, you've done it with your customers, and then you're doing it with industry folks that you want to network with online, then you that's that next step that you want to take in order to make three to five content buckets of what you want to publish and what you want to focus on using the market research that you've already done. So then you want to take that as sort of a good framework to work with of those three to five different content buckets. And that will help you hone in on what your customers care about, what your prospects care about, what your networking relationships care about. And then that way you can build out those different content buckets. And so then that way you're not spreading yourself too thin. You're not all over the place with what you're talking about. You're sticking to a few different topics for what you want to be known for and what you want your brand to be known for. And the reason I sort of lay out this entire plan is because of the next few stats that I'm going to throw at you, because it's a few different bigger news stories while we were on break that we I, that I caught my eye and I saved them specifically for this show, because I kind of feel like a broken record at this point with saying everything that I just said, because it, it feels like I repeat this over and over again. But I feel like we need to remind ourselves of that, especially in the new year, especially as we're mar as we're mapping out our content plans in the future. And the first story I want to bring up is that ad budgets are being disrupted by creators. And they're being, well, they're not necessarily be, being disrupted by creators. Let me take that back. They're being disrupted by the, the conflict 
conflict of what's going on with Facebook and what's going on with Apple. It was about six months ago that Apple said that we're not going to give Facebook the the data that they have used to build an advertising empire on. We're not going to give that to them anymore. We're going to give it as an option in order to be tracked. You know, if you have an iPhone, you probably have noticed a time or two when you have an app on your phone and the little pop-up message dialog box will ask you if you want to be tracked across different applications from a particular new app. And so obviously people are going to be turning that down. I think it's more than 80% of people when they get that dialog box, they choose no, they, that they don't want to be tracked. And so knowing that advertising budgets have exploded and it's taking more and more money in order to find out your true target audience using platforms now on Facebook and Instagram. So in theory, it's becoming, not in theory, it's definitely becoming a lot more expensive to reach that same audience that in years prior was pretty affordable in order to to attract that particular audience. But now that that data connection has been cut off, for the most part, I mean, who is, you know, there's like less than 20% of people who are actually accepting to be tracked across multiple different devices and multiple different applications, but that's their own business. So for the people who do not want to be tracked, it's good news for creators because it's just going to make creators in, in whatever space or whatever industry you're working with, it's going to make those connections that much more valuable. And when I say creators, I also mean people who are influencers, which influencer kind of has like a dirty connotation to it now. But there's, I mean, there's always been influencers, but it's as such a better market for them nowadays because of the ad blocking ability from the iPhone. So just keep that in mind that because then the next steps or the next steps that you want to take might be to follow and engage with some of these industry influencers because you know that they're the the motivation for them is to develop an authentic relationship with their audience instead of having an advertiser, which you already know that the the motivation behind an advertiser trying to reach you is that they want to sell you something. Whereas an influencer, they're more, if you're doing it right, your more target audience is, is getting educated by you. And so the next big story that I want to bring up is that TikTok becomes the most popular domain in 2021. And that is crazy to think about because when you think about it from the perspective of that includes Google and they combine Google with Gmail, with shopping, with images, with maps, all of those different things. And so when you think about just the whole Google ecosystem and that TikTok is now, it, it, TikTok is now overtaken them as the most popular domain, it really is surprising to see. Uh, a, a relatively new app come into the space, come into the tech space, and then completely just dominate the Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitters of the world, where you now have this app overtaking one of the most powerful companies in Google that we've really ever seen as far as tech is concerned. And so that's one of the bigger notes. And that's also why I mentioned earlier that if you're going to be building on a platform that you have the chance to go organically viral, meaning you're not paying for that attention, the only thing you're paying for is, is that your time and investment into creating content on that platform. And so that's one thing to keep in mind. I mean, of course, Privacy is a big concern across the board because I can't mention app privacy without mentioning the privacy concerns for TikTok. It is Chinese owned. It is, uh, it's, it's one side of the debate, but for an app 
experience it is by far the best out of any social media experience and that's why i keep going back to it despite the privacy concerns and that's why i also encourage folks to create content on there i mean if you're concerned about privacy obviously you're going to stay far away from tiktok and you probably should stay far away from any other social media platform google search um all of those things because all of those are honestly you're if you're worried about being tracked you should just delete the internet altogether from your phone because you're going to be tracked in some capacity and unless you take these extreme measures. But if you don't really mind that, you know, some of it might be happening, you might just be able to, you know, turn that part of your brain off and just ignore or ignore that part of your brain for a hot second because the content that is being created on TikTok is hands down the most creative and the most educational. I mean, at least for my feed, it's not my feed is not filled with dancing videos. It's filled with educational content. It's filled with historical content. Um, it's filled with things that I genuinely like versus the I think the known experience of what TikTok is to a majority of folks who are not already on the platform. And finally, I want to bring up this study from Edelman's new study covering LinkedIn B2B buying stats, where they gathered insights from nearly 3,600 B2B customers and prospects. And from this study, here are a few of my favorites. I'll get to them quickly. But 71% of decision makers say that less than half of the thought leadership they consume gives them valuable insights. That is a major, major competitive advantage if you are thinking of promoting yourself on social media, especially when it comes to LinkedIn, that 71% of decision makers say that less than half of the thought leadership they consume gives them valuable insights. That is an incredible stat. The next one that I want to bring up is 83% of typical B2B buying purchasing decisions is done through researching and ranking of options before a buyer ever engages with a provider. This circles back to my first argument that you should be building on a platform that you own and a platform that is rented land because then you're reinforcing your messaging and you're reinforcing that educational opportunity. Think about your own experience, your own perspective, that if you are scrolling through social media and you see something that interests you or you see a profile that interests you, then you're looking at that educational nugget. Then you're visiting their profile to see if you want to learn a little bit more. You click on a link maybe in their profile, takes you to their website or maybe a so another social media platform, maybe a podcast. So you click on those things because you're wanting to learn more about that person. So using your website or using another platform that you own, then you can further that customer journey because... Like the stat just said, 83% of typical B2B purchasing decisions are done before they ever pick up the phone call, before they ever book a meeting with you. And so ignoring your website or ignoring some of these other social media platforms is a mistake. And you should be correcting that in 2022. Now, the last stat that I want to bring up is 77% of people are interested in hearing from deep subject matter experts delving into specialized topics over senior executives speaking to high-level business issues. We talked about this on the show before the holiday break that one of the guests that was on the Odd Lots Transportation Logistics Series that they had, that one of those guests was really proactive about their education. And so what they did is they were taking their industry education that they're already reading and they're sending snippets of that information over to their customers. So they're being proactive about being educational and letting folks know, letting their customers know of what's going on in the market. And so that was another study. I will link to that study where you can see more because there's lots of fascinating sort of takeaways that you can get from that study. It's the Edelman LinkedIn B2B buying stats 
uh, study. So you can either Google that or check the show notes and you should be able to find a direct link to it because there's tons of valuable insight in there. But I thought that those three stats were really, uh, it, it brings the sort of the whole story full circle because knowing all of your customer research, knowing that you're slowly starting to engage with social media and really train the algorithm to know what you want to see, what you want to engage with, what kind of content you're going to be posting it's going to be slow at first. Your growth is going to be slow. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's how you start retraining the algorithm in order to show you what you want to see. And then also train the algorithm of what kind of content you're going to be posting. So organic marketing is a slow, long game. But if you do it right, you can build it with the audience that actually wants to do business with you. Because too often, we care about the vanity metrics instead of the right metrics. I know a lot of folks out there would care if 12 people that were watching your content or engaging with your content were folks who are actually going to be doing business with you versus the vanity metric of 12,000 people watching a video who's never going to do business with you. Which one would you prefer? And I'm pretty sure a lot of folks out there would want the former and not the latter. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleave, and I will see you real soon.